This is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. Today's podcast is part one of a two-part episode where we're going to interview Dr. Linda Jordan. We'd like to welcome to a podcast today, Linda Jordan. Linda is not new to the podcast, and she's definitely not new to CBA because she's been part of CBA from the very beginning, as she's worked with Pat and and worked with Pat actually years before CBA, um, and has helped with her, uh, that relationship with different schools and stuff along the way. And and Linda is not a guest on campus when she's here. She's part of CBA. She's been part of the foundation of it, and so uh, we love having her here. She's uh, working with teachers when she comes. She comes once a quarter to work with our teachers and to talk about what's out there in brain-based research, what's out there in uh, now AI as one of the conversations that we continue to have with artificial intelligence and all of the stuff that's coming from that. But um, one of the things I wanted to talk about with the podcast is assessments and standards-based grading and, and what we do with assessments. What's the goal with assessment? Because Everybody, when you say assessment, has some kind of idea in their head of what that means, and they're probably thinking back to multiple choice tests, right? And so we want to talk about genuine assessment, how, how we should be thinking about assessment maybe differently, and how that relates to standards because we are a standards-based school and a standards-based uh, grading system here. And so first, Linda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Kendall. I love being here. It's always a privilege to come and be at CBA. Yeah. And so let's just dive right in then, looking at assessment, looking at standards-based grading and, and kind of that whole, there, there's a lot to unpack there and, and we won't necessarily have time to unpack all of it, but where, where do you start, I guess, when you're thinking about that? Well, I think one of the best ways is just to start with a definition, what is assessment? So assessment is really a way for students to know and for the teacher to know what do they know and not know. Mm. What is it that they understand they're able to do? Do they own this information? Do they have it? Now there's several different kinds of assessment. There's formative assessment and summative assessment. So you did a really good job of talking about that summative assessment. Yep. Most of us think about that test we had on Friday afternoon or <laughs> you know it was time to go take the ACTs or SATs, you know that big final push to say exams. Yeah. And really that's not what assessment totally is. We need to do a assessments that give us that summary but assessment should really be formative it should be every single day every single day the teacher and student is looking at what do they know and then we provide feedback to know where to give the students instruction on the next day did they grasp this idea do they own this idea are they just starting to get it or you know what they walked in the door with it yeah. so those assessments along the way help us really know at what point does this student have that information? And just to tie in a little bit of the standards-based grading, it's important to use a standard because what does a B in science tell you? Right, I've it, always said that. <laughs> you know, you don't know what they know and they don't know. You don't see the syllabus. You just look at it and say a B yeah. in science or a B in math or, or history. So when we go to standards-based, we're able to break that down and say, these are the standards that a student mm. needs to know. So as an example, I might say this student can do two-digit multiplication but they can't do two-digit multiplication where they actually have to borrow or carry on. So that's gonna be another step yeah. that still has to be taught. If I just give them a B in math, I don't know where they're at in that learning mm -hmm. process. So the standard allows us to take that student and move that student from where they are 
and we can keep pushing them to where we need them to be. And what's important is not just that the teacher know, but the student knows. The students with that standards-based grading can see themselves moving forward in their knowledge of the content. You know, I think of that also with, you know, even if you go beyond the B, the A, the B, the C, to a percentage where people, you know, you give a test and and then you get it back or or you'd give it back to a student and and they got 80% right. And, you know, even when I was a teacher before coming to CBA, it was that question of like, well, what did that actually tell them? They got 80% of the questions I asked correct on the test, but that didn't tell them anything about what they know. And it didn't tell them anything about what they didn't know. You know, they right. because the reason they missed question number two may not have been because of question number two. It could have been something in question number two that they didn't know. And so as a teacher, then I've got to then figure that out. And for a lot of educators uh, and students, they don't ever even get to that point. You know, it's, it's, I got an 80%, that's a passing grade, you know, or I got an A or a B or on it and I can move on. And they didn't ever then go back and go, well, wait a second. If there's things on here I didn't know, how can I go on, which is probably building upon something that I don't know now. And then you get two or three steps down the road and you still don't know it. And so since you don't ever learn or have that discussion of what do you really know and what do you not know, well, then you can't fill in those gaps. And so then when you're down the road and you need to use that information, you still don't know it. And the test also may not be valid and reliable. So if there was only one question on that particular (laughs) standard and you happen to miss it because you misread the question or it was a poorly worded question, it doesn't mean you didn't know it. It just means that on that particular instance. So often when we get teacher-generated tests, there is not enough validity and reliability really predict if that student Mm -hmm. really knew all of that content or they didn't Um, and they could have guessed well especially in a multiple choice test yeah i also want to talk a little bit though about the neuroscience behind assessment absolutely and you know because everything that we do here at cba is based in neuroscience and brain-based education so you need to know that when they do imaging of the brain um, when a student is is taking a test um, it really activates that associative memory of what is, you know, it's, it's looking for those connections in yep. the brain and other things that they may know. Um, it also um, helps them draw on that stored knowledge. What do you actually have that they actually can keep? During a test, the neurotransmitter dopamine really gets produced a lot, and that dopamine is a wow. really feel-good chemical, yeah. which you might not think of associated <laughs> with, with, with assessments. <laughs> when actually it's it's sort of signaling that reward of especially as they might know the answers oh hey okay. i know this this feels good and it's why some tests are written like easy to harder yep. is that you start with that dopamine release which is like okay i think i've got this which yeah. is really really good well and that's a strategy that we would use i, I would use this when i was t- teaching kids how to you know pass in the course tests and that sort of thing was if you read a question don't know it skip it mark it and go on, like get a couple under your belt that you're like, I know, you know, I read those, I knew the answer, then come back, well, that makes more sense now. I didn't think about it being a dopamine thing. <laughs> and it also um, has a lot to do with, with prior experience on test. Mm-hmm. So if your prior experience with a test 
um, hasn't been good, it, it, it becomes unconscious. Mm-hmm. And unconscious, you're already sabotaging yourself. You're yeah. already going to that place unconsciously of, I don't do well on tests. Listen to how many adults say, you know, I'm just not a test taker. Yep. Well, that's your subconscious, which has led you to that. So we need to make sure that testing is being done in a way where kids are feeling successful. And it's why we use standards-based grading, because we know every single day, this is what you know and you don't know, and this is what we need to teach tomorrow. This is what I need to reteach tomorrow. And if I'm just waiting for that big summative assessment for everything at the end, the the brain has that negative experience, yeah. and then it becomes part of your subconscious. We do not want to have that happen. What we know is, is that, especially as we move into assessment, it really helps us to see how interconnected the brain is and that the learning all the way to the assessment is really hooked together. Oh, wow. That it's those neural pathways are all tied together, and it's part of that game of school yeah. that our brains and kids need to learn. And we want it, especially here at CBA, to be a really positive experience so that every single day we don't have to wait for that formative, or every single day the formative piece gets us ready for that summative piece so that all those pieces together means, yeah, I've got it, I own it. Uh, unfortunately, education has been a place where we learn it, test it, and lose it. And so many times the learn it didn't really happen. Our students were just getting ready to learn it for the test and then instantly dropping it. Mm. So most of us couldn't pass our high school exams right. today. And it's because you learned it for the test and then you lost it. Yep. And that's not what we want to have happen at CBA. We want the students to learn it so that they can use it in their lives and it's a part of what they are and it's built into their yeah. DNA. Well, I think when you look back at you know, you saying that um, about, you know, if you had to go back and take a high school test, I think if you're, you know, the people that are listening, if they think back to a teacher that did one of two things well, they probably would do okay on that test of either one, that teacher built really good relationships. So you think back of, oh, I really liked so-and-so's class. Well, you like so-and-so's class because they figured out a way to build relationships with their students. Or two, that teacher was really good about connecting the real world to their class. And so, you know, when you think back to, oh, well, this, when this teacher taught this, you know, we were outside on the, you know, parking lot and we were looking at the hubcaps of wheels on cars and he was talking about symmetry or she was doing this or she was doing that. And it's, they connect it to the real world. So what happened? It stuck, right? Or, and sometimes, and or, they built great relationships. And so when you build really good relationships, we know that that opens up the brain in in ways that if you don't have good relationships, it doesn't do. And so I think back, there's a lot of high school classes that I would not want to go back and take those tests in because (laughs) I know that, oh, I don't know that I do it very well. But there's some that I think I would do okay. But if I really boil it down, it was one of those two things typically of that teacher either really did a good job of building relationships or that teacher connected it up to the real world. And so whenever you see something out in the real world, you, you actually say, oh, wait, I had a, you know, a teacher that taught this or I talked about this in a class one time. And you start to get that flood of, of memory and, and learning coming back up. And so that's one of the things that we talk about with our teachers in that of, of as you're doing that assessment and stuff, it's what are you connecting and why relationships are so important. And what you, I'm so glad you talked about location because location is about episodic memory. And episodic memory is a retrieval system that your brain will go to to try to retrieve information. Your learning is not just storage. For so many years we thought that's what it yeah. is. But if you store it and can't find it, 
you might as well have not stored it. <laughs> so we, we have to give kids not just storage strategies, but retrieval strategies. Mm. So can they find it in the brain? And one of the best retrieval st strategies is episodic memory, which means the location you learned it in. Because mm -hmm. if you can go back to the location, it will help you find that bit of information and retrieve it accurately versus just mixing it up with something else. Right. So you saying that you know we went outside and did this in this location. Uh, taking kids to a place where those all 19 senses can be activated, you yeah. are in a location. And you know, it could be that I'm going to teach long division today, but I'm gonna go teach it down at Pistol Creek because I can take you to Pistol Creek, which will then take you to the memory of the long yep. division. And then the second piece that you talked about is the real world. We're really teaching kids to be great human beings for life. Yep. We are teaching our kids how to interact in the world. And so we have to teach them how the information they're learning today applies to their life for the next 70, 80 years they have to live. So how are they going to keep and use this information in life, not just in a textbook, not just on a worksheet, not just on a project, but how does it work? More importantly, not just life, but their life. Yeah. So that personalized piece, standards-based grading lets us do that. Lets us say, gosh, Kendall, you have these three standards, but you need to work on these two. Somebody else may have a different set, but we can group those kids and personalize that learning based on those standards versus just marching through the same thing for right. the same students. And I believe that all of us want our kids challenged. So that critical thinking piece where we push kids past just, all right, those were the standards for this day, you're done. No, I can push you on towards, here's what's the next set of standards, mm -hmm. this is where it's going to. And those standards usually just follow Bloom's taxonomy. They just go to a deeper depth of knowledge. Yep. They just go from knowing to understanding to applying to analyzing evaluating and so we want you to not just know something but we want you to understand it and use it yeah. in your life yeah. with your real life situations so those old story problems you know the trains going from here to Chicago <laughs> well first of all I don't take a train and secondly where's Chicago I mean you know so many times those were not real world problems for kids because that wasn't yeah. their life so if I'm talking about you know what time do you have to get up in the morning to get to school on time aha, now I need to figure out yeah. what the rate is compared to time and distance traveled. Now I have a real reason to learn that because it's real in my world. Yeah. And we have to remember as adults, these kids, uh, you know, we're, we're working with kids under 18 years old. We're working with kids that have only lived in the 21st century. Mm -hmm. And we have to use their world, not ours. Yeah. And their world is very different. So that's why we focus on other things at Clayton yeah. Bradley, like artificial intelligence and what the things are that they need in their world to succeed as adults. This has been the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. If you'd like to find out more about our school, you can visit us on the webpage at www.claytonbradleyacademy.org, where you can find us on social media sites at CBHSTAM or at Clayton Bradley Academy. We hope you have a wonderful day.